0: I'm Peter Jones and welcome to the Foyne Jones Show. This podcast will be combining personality, passion and our love of football alongside industry and recruitment news. Our amazing guests will share their personal stories and also explain what they get up to when they're not at work. Okay, series two of the Foy and Jones show is underway. Welcome to the next episode. This one is the Foy and Jones show with a difference. It's recorded later than normal. We're outside of the watershed. It's (laughs) it's Foy and Jones live and uncut. Jamie Smith, welcome to the Foy and Jones show. First podcast, I believe. Yes, it is. It's been great to get you on board. So I'm going to introduce you to the listeners in a very different way. Okay. Um, people recognize me from linkedin you know yeah. my videos they yeah. know the showbiz hot hot the showbiz hot shot that is callum church yeah he gets recognized more than me and yeah. people say to me we really like your brand we like your hoodies we like your tracksuits, we like your polos they're different yeah. they're, they're better than the average they've yeah. really got some identity Jamie Smith, listeners, is the man behind that brand. We went to him a few years ago with a problem. Yeah, uh, We didn't want ones that look minging. We didn't want ones that come from a Sunday market or, yeah. or, or, or a backpack warehouse. Yeah. We wanted the brand to represent our personalities. The gilets, the hoodies, the polos, the tracksuits, it's all on point. Thank you very much, Jamie. Welcome to the
1: show. Uh, thank you.
0: Okay, so what we're going to do, Jamie, is we are going to split this episode into a few different sections, mate. We're right. going to talk about you and your business, yeah, okay. and the amazing what you do. Oh, I mean, it's not just on the south coast, is it? It's not just in football. It's with businesses. It's in all sorts. Of yeah, areas, it's, it's, it's all.
1: Yeah, it's all different areas. So it's not just the football. It's the workwear as well. So yeah, we cover all both both sides. We're
0: going to talk about the workwear, the corporate wear, the business, the history. But the episode, as people will know, it's called Football Dad because we're going to go into you know your two lives really. You've got yeah. the business life, you've got your your family life and your parenting, mm. and you've got two lads that play a very decent level of football,
1: haven't you? I have, yeah. They're both at the Brighton there academy. Yeah, yeah.
0: they're both at the Brighton academy. Yeah, there are. you go. So yeah. we're so we're going to, we're going to talk about that, and, and people I think from the outside looking in will think that is uh, that's just easy. Well, not easy. Obviously, very talented, but that's <laughs> the players have got to work hard. But I know this from my own perspective. Uh, from coaching and from, from being a parent you know the pressures that puts on you as a parent is yeah. it's intense isn't it
1: it is yeah yeah it's trying to juggle work with running the kids around and i'm at the training ground seven days a week yeah it's very difficult
0: so we're going to talk about that yeah we're going yeah, to get you to do, yeah. share your story we will then go into the fun part of the episode. We'll talk about your football, your passions. We'll we we'll have a penalty shootout, yeah. and we'll just you know let you share the pinnacle story, yeah. the Jamie Smith story, what your boys are up to with the listeners. Yeah. But do you know what? We'll have some fun. Okay, uh, we'll have some fun along the way. But right. As it's after five, we can have a beer as well. How good's yeah. that, mate? Brilliant. Thank you. How good's that? I'm yeah, going. I'm going in already. <laughs> cheers, Jamie. Cheers, mate. There you go, Callum. There's a lemonade for you on the side.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: dear. It feels like the radio sidekick now. He's He's built, he's built up a bigger following than me, mate. So, so Jamie, you know, first of all, let's paint a picture of you. So, where, where are you
1: from, mate? Are you from the south coast? Yeah, I'm from the south coast. So I live in Worthing West Sussex. I've lived there all my life. Um, Sussex by the sea. Sussex by the sea, exactly that. So, yeah, um, basically after leaving college, I then needed to get out in the big wide world. So, I went straight into retail as a YTS, working in a sports shop. Right, it was labelled. a real YTS era, wasn't it, Yes, it? it was YTS. So you're only the fifty pound a week, you know. Um but I loved it. I thought it was brilliant, you know, getting in front of people, talking to them. Um, and I loved retail.
0: So so that was an era and I love doing this because it just makes me feel old. That was before mobile phones really, wasn't it? That was uh, it, it was early It, it, mobile it was phones. yeah, it was
1: very, yeah, it was early on. Yeah. Different definitely. world back then, mate. Yeah, definitely. Different world yeah,
0: back then. Was. So so the career began in retail. Was that in Brighton in Worthing? No, that was in Worthing.
1: And uh, he was a big football man, so I loved it because we used to deal with football clubs all the time, sorting out kits and things like that, and equipment, so I got to know a lot of people, and whilst I was still playing football as well, it was nice seeing all those guys coming in the shop and buying their boots and things like that. So, so the retail
0: career began as a YTS in Broadwater. Yeah. Where, how, where did that journey go then, mate? Uh,
1: well, after about a year, I asked the guy there, because I did a um, college course on the side of that, which is in retail management, so um, so that only lasted for a year, so I, I did that, passed that, and then I said to the guy, look, you know, can I come on full-time? He wasn't really interested in taking on him on full-time, he was more interested in getting the YTS people in there because it's cheap. Mm-hmm. So from there I said, OK, that's fine, I mm-hmm. left there, and when I got an office job shirt and tie, that really wasn't for me. Six months I lasted. I mean, you, you walked into Fouring Jones Talbots today
0: looking like <laughs> you come straight, looking like you come straight out of Brighton's academy training ground, mate. He's got the slim fit bottoms on, the nice trainers, yeah. the, the 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 hoodie kind It's looks the part, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? well, thank you. Yeah. He carries it well, mate. So yeah. I don't see that. No. But no. but then again, you know, I often wear that around the office here. Yeah. But yeah. it's my name over the door. I guess that can be no the exactly. Truth, but don't
1: I? I, I think it's changed from that, hasn't it? People oh, wearing shirt and yeah, ties yeah. and stuff like that. It's a little bit more relaxed, and that's the way it should be, really. Yeah, if to you go be fair. if you
0: go to some of the uh, the uber trendy we work environments yeah. and the co working spaces. Yeah. So, I mean, like you know, you look wrong in a three piece suit. You, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'd look like you shouldn't be there, mate. So, exactly. So so we'll come we'll come back onto the like the the, the the career, but you know the going back to to, to retail and sort of combining that work-life balance. When you were, you know, in your early days of, of retail, yeah. did, did you sit there thinking, you know, one day I, I'd want to have my own business? Is that something you, you dreamt of, thought of? Or did, um, did it kind of happen?
1: It didn't really happen until I uh, just spoke about, the like, working in the office and stuff like that, yeah. and I went on to my next job. Um, and whilst working for this, it was a family business, and they were in blind hire and stuff like that. That's when I just said... I'm actually working very hard, getting a lot of results, um, and I just thought, you know what, I could probably do this for myself, and okay. and that's what pushed me on and made me go and do, get come work for myself basically. And we
0: have so many guests on the on the Fine Jones show. We we have people that come onto the podcast from from the sectors we recruit into. So yeah. from the world of KBB, from the world of construction sales and builders' merchants in, timber merchants in and you talk to people that are in the corporate world you talk to people that yeah. are in the entrepreneurial world yeah. and you ask them you know when did it all start to come together and i think that that hearing you there where that was that realization that you know perhaps you could could yeah. do something for yourself yeah you actually took a step and you took a step which many people want to do yeah. dream of doing yeah. aspire to do yeah. but don't have the courage i know stupidity yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. risking, you know sometimes, yeah. it, sometimes it's stupidity sometimes it's bravery sometimes yeah. it's determination yeah, but you made that step to, to go on your own yeah. um, on a scale of 1 to 10 how terrified was you at the time?
1: oh god 10 yeah hugely yeah. terrified I mean when I when I actually did the jump and I was working for this company and I'd been there 10 years and i built up a really good customer base and when I did eventually leave Bailey was a year old and it was christmas so when's and,
0: this and about
1: 2005 is it uh, yes it was yeah yeah, yeah absolutely I've got, Two, ti- I've got my timeline mate. Yeah, I'm doing me maths. yeah brilliant you know yeah I mean? no so it was yeah about 2005 yeah 2006 yeah and i just thought do you know what if i don't do it i never will yeah and i did and i'll come home and pe- uh, uh, my wife just you you're mad and everyone else said that because yeah. I was in a really good job you know company car about a couple of years a couple yeah, of years okay. couple so of I, years I remember
0: when I had my like, eureka moment to, to come away from a corporate career and yeah. I was, I was doing reasonably well I was a director very young and yeah. you know I, I, Harry was oh it was Harry Harry was probably Four or five years old. Yeah. Jay, I think, was pre no, Tammy was just born, and you know, it, it was like it, it, I couldn't have picked a more inconvenient time to to, <laughs> yeah, to, to, to hand that. the keys back to my yeah. corporate career and say, Do you know what, yeah. I'm going to risk everything and set up this this business. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've I've read that roller coaster. I've had the highs, the highs, the lows, yeah. the scary times, and I've still got the scars, and yeah. I've come out the other side of that. Now, And I look back on my journey, and I think that. You learn a lot, a lot about yourself when things are going well, but you yeah. learn the most when things are tough.
1: Yeah, and they are. When you first start the business, it is really tough. I mean, you, you know, when I first started it, I, I literally had nothing. The, the, the good thing about me, I played football, so I had contacts in football. Uh, when I was in the plant and hire game, I built um, relationships with building companies and plant and hire businesses. So that's where the workwear comes into it. Mm. So I could put the two together, you know, start doing the print and embroidery, um, and at the start, it was literally, I went into work in the football club. My dad was vice chairman there at the time and basically run the place. And there was an old change room. Remember the old big baths yeah, and stuff like yeah, that? I mean, Ripped all that out, put in a desk and a chair and put up a bit of racking, got a few samples in, borrowed some money on a credit card and just went from there. And and, and just, yeah, just carried on going. I mean, and it was difficult. You know, I'd literally, you know, um, go and see people, get the orders, order the stuff for the suppliers, pay for them because it was on pro forma the orders would come in, sort them, I had to drive over to them, um, give a company to, who did my printing and embroidery, you know, because I couldn't I didn't have the machinery, I didn't yeah, have the money yeah. myself. And then it all and then, you know, then I had to wait for them to complete it, bring it back, sort it, take it back to the customers. So, you know, you're at then at the end of the day, you know, you go home, you have your dinner with your family, Baby baby's only a year old, so you spend a bit of time with your baby. And then after that, it's like you're up in the, in the loft, in yeah. the loft room, doing invoices and quotations, trying to drum up the business and grow it more.
0: I, I, often, I often joke with my team here, you know, as a business owner, I feel sometimes I'm working thirty hours a day, eight days a week, <laughs> yeah, and, and you yeah. know, and they just look at me and go, "Oh, he's at it again," you know. Yeah. And I'm like, "But, but it is very, very hard to switch off." And you're, and you're always you looking at it. So, so yeah. you're you're in, you're in your, your first office. Yeah, you got your gear all over the place. A little little flip chart on the wall with yeah. orders going. You don't know what's happening. Yeah. Um. You've come a long way, Jamie, because we're now in 2019. You've got an established brand. Yeah. are you offered an amazing service. Thank you. Um, I actually get people that are connected to me on LinkedIn. They ring the office, they yeah. ring me up and they say yeah. like, where did you get? It looks good. Like, and I go, I oh, just ring Jamie, he'll look after you. Yeah. you know, I just put all the pressure on you. I say, he'll be yeah, fine, yeah. he'll sort you out, yeah. no worries at all. But, but you know, how did you get there and if you were looking at the the key moments was there key moments that helped you get to where you are now
1: yeah there was i mean like i said to you early days i was on my own and to do the sort of business i'm doing i i quickly realized that i honestly couldn't do it on my own before the running around the extra add-ons it's not just like ordering a kit and giving it to someone it's like putting the badges on there the logos on there all of those sort of things so um, literally, probably after a year of doing it on my own, I've got my brother involved, and he was brilliant. He literally left his job and come and work for me, and he said, I don't want to be paid, I just can see legs in this, and I'm gonna come and work for you. So he helped me out, and then that was brilliant. So he did all the running around. I'm on the phone drumming up more business, and then all of a sudden, we're then buying, so that was, that was a brilliant, you know, that was a brilliant time at the start there. And then, and then after that, then we started, we bought our own uh, first printer, and then six months after that, we bought our first embroidery machine secondhand. We didn't have the space at uh, the shop. So we
0: did not blow up and like smoke was coming Mate, out it was bit, honestly I, I it, it was like that. the ones we got now are all touch screen. <laughs> this
1: thing, it didn't have a computer screen on it or anything. So it's like just, just guesswork yeah. pretty much. But we, you know, we did a decent of job because we grew the business from yeah. that. But we didn't have the space where we were. So we, we put it in my mum and dad's house, bless them. And uh, so did They know?
0: Did you have permission? Or did <laughs> yeah, you yeah, they, yeah, yeah. No,
1: they knew. Yeah, the yeah. them. They actually lent me the money, um, but I did pay them back within six months because yeah. that's like obviously you, we suddenly realised how busy we were and how much money we were, or business we were giving this other embroidery company. So yeah, after you know six six months, we had our own embroidery machine, um, and then it just really grew from there. And then and then it was um, then we moved into the shop where we are today, but. Since that day, we've, we keep on extending. So it's not just the shop where you see there. We've taken on the shop next door. We've built like three extensions on the back. And we we've, we've so just let's, keep on So let's just,
0: let's just give like a virtual tour of the shop, okay? So, okay?
1: so So you're in Worthing, aren't you? We are in Worthing. You're yeah. in Worthing,
0: yeah. Okay, and I've seen your displays. I've seen there. So we walk into the shop as customers. What can we buy? Come on, bring, come on give, give us the well,
1: experience. Well, okay, we aren't like your average retail shop. Okay. What we try and do, we try and specialise in, mm. you know, corporate wear and uh, and team wear. So when you come in the shop, what you actually see is just samples of yeah. all, all current clothing which is out there. So people normally come in, they feel the fabrics, they look at the sizes, they try them on, and then we order in in bulk. Yeah, you can buy bits and yeah. bobs if you want, but they're more, uh, some, maybe some shin pads or some footballs yeah. or the odd jumper here and there. But what what you've actually got in them is, is samples. Yeah. yeah that's what it is so, they so, come so it's in. not
0: so much for the passing perhaps, it's not it, really
1: yeah. no it's not really for the passing trade we do get some passing mm. trade yeah but it's more for p- companies to come in so you we get a lot of the tradesmen coming in yeah. you know one man two man band or whatever and they come in and say right you know what work trades you've got there's a selection there there's your sweatshirts and then they have a look at them then they decide what they want and then we order it and brand it and then they come and pick it up which is good because that gives you more time to yeah. be doing other stuff in the back there as in the printing the broidery and actually, on the phone and trying to run more business. I,
0: mean, I think it's, it's interesting, you know, because it was it was Callum's dad that, that introduced me to. Yeah, you know, that was. Yeah, it was I remember. Calum, yeah, Julian, and uh, you know, he said that you know he he'll know the image you're looking for. Just just, just trust him. And, and and you know, and you and I and I judge suppliers and partners and friends and businesses we work with on, on simple things, you know. And when I and I put some stuff out on on LinkedIn about it, funny enough, and I think yeah. like, it's important. And, and Julian, like he ran, he puts on, he said, i have got to ring you. I've got something." And you know, and you did something which which made all the difference. You, you just asked me for the sort of image I wanted and yeah. what sort of, and we were comparing. It, it's like we well, don't like the slim fit Ralph Lauren. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking like you know them hoodies, but the trendy ones with a big. Co- and, and and you know, say, like, yeah, I think I've got that. Fit. And then you did something which I which I want to mention because I think it's why you've got a customer for life in Forrester. Oh, you, you actually, no, it's important. You actually brought it all here. Yeah, and you went try it on, feel it, see what you like, and you know we, yeah. we're all we all like the shop, do you know. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, So all, we will have one of them, 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 yeah, them, and yeah, the orders yeah. going up, and and all of a sudden I just thought that that one trip, yeah, has made is taken all the pain away because I know yeah. it's going to fit. I yeah. like the style, yeah. I like the design, and yeah. you're going to put my logo on how I want it. Yeah, and what you are going to do it? Oh, you could do it quickly, and and then you you bring your other technology into it. But for me. It was like wow, that was such an easy yeah. experience. Yeah, I, I genuinely yeah. couldn't recommend Pinnacle and yourself highly enough for, for what you've that. done for us. Oh, thank you. Um, where do you see the future for you, mate? With, with you know, with, with, with yeah. the future of online trading and the future of, of retail, where where do you see yourself fitting in that?
1: Well, the thing is you say about online. What we have recently started doing, and it's been really good, and we're getting more and more people asking for it, is that we are now giving like football clubs and companies like their own online shops yeah. so with the football clubs what it is it's like say you've got Worthing Football Club and then you've got all the fans so they want to buy Worthing FC merchandise we will build a shop for them selling their merchandise but the beauty is yeah we take care of all, everything for them they just say right this is what we want to sell we've set up the shop, we give them the link, they send the link out to their customers, they buy up the stuff and then everything which their um, fans buy, as in the word the FC merchandise, we give them a kit back. So in a nutshell, they're earning money for doing nothing. Mm. So that is just like, it's got some there, serious list no, no, and so it's just be, growing. There'll be a lot daily. of listeners
0: here and there'll be some of my, and I can even, I could I could name and shame them or <laughs> right. name and shame them for the right reasons now. Yeah. I know so many people that we work with recruit for that we've helped find new positions or just people I network yeah. with that are part of a football club they're part of a rugby club yeah. they watch their kids play yeah. this. and you know you know everyone wants to have the the right image the yeah. right gear the right yeah. kit and you know it, it's it's a service that's going to going to hit home with anyone because yeah. you're you're doing it I think on a personal level and that yeah. and that kind of makes it special yeah, yeah, in a yeah.
1: way I mean we built the sites for free as well um and and you know they all look really good and like I say they like they can earn cash and stuff like that but it's not just football as well I just want to get that across yeah. you know we're working for trampoline companies um we're working for I don't know gymnastics groups uh, cubs anything so so any any kind of sport you know your ki- their kids are into and stuff like that we can set up shots for anyone um, but then we also do the other side, which is like your online order importer, which I, we have got one for you. But I think you tend to just p- no, prefer no, to I, give me I, a call. I think, Holly, I think, I think Holly's <laughs> used
0: it. I mean, I go through the front door, but, but I,
1: have, yeah, I, have, exactly. I, have, I have seen it. Yeah. I have seen it. But yeah. I mean, they're great because, yeah. like, you know, you've got, you've got companies, you know, you've got someone in charge ordering the stuff. They may go off sick and stuff like that. And then they suddenly need to buy yeah. some more stuff. They're like, oh, my God, what do we order? Well, they've got this online order portal which we build for them. It's all password protected. They go on there, put the password in, they can order what they want. We we fulfil the order, send it out, and it's done on an invoice. You I th- know, I so think, it's slightly I think, different. I think
0: the turnaround time's really good as well because you know, for businesses that have got you know they've got new starters, they've got yeah. they've got big teams or yeah. they've got transit teams, and you know, you want your new employee to have their kit when they arrive. You know, whether yeah, that's course. a hoodie, whether it's a jacket, whatever. You know, but it, but that's important. So to have a supplier you trust and you partner with, yeah, that that makes all the difference. doesn't It It does.
1: Yeah, we get that a lot. Of, you know, uh, with with businesses, they're like, oh, Jamie is there any chance you you know you can rush these through? Um, and I get it because mm. you know I've had new starters and the first thing I want to do I want them to look as part of the team yeah. so you want to put them in the same clothing
0: so we, we started so we're going we to we do it in the same timeline so we started in we started in Worthing FC yeah. in ni- in 2005 Yeah. We're, we're, we're now sort of 2019 and we've, yeah. we've got our we've got our online presence our portals for businesses to yeah. shop we're doing yeah. every sport work
1: wear casual
0: wear yeah. where do you see yourself in five
1: years time in five years time obviously hopefully still doing the same thing um we've now got 14 people wow. working there um which is quite incredible it gets a little bit scary when it comes to wages day yeah, you seen... saying, pay, pay, yeah funny. <laughs> it's horrendous yeah, yeah it's it a little bit nervy um i feel as if that i've got a really good team now it's yeah. been hard work to get that you know i mean you've probably experienced as well Had people come in and just you know it just hasn't worked they've taken a a week off sick after being there two days and things like that. But the team I've got now, I'm really happy with. I want to continue building on, on those guys. And ave- we are at full capacity. So our next thing is that I think we would have to move into other premises, which we would probably come off the high street and we would probably go into a unit yeah. because we're doing so much more online now. I was getting, yeah, yeah, but we'll, get, we'll still have the showroom because I still would want people to come in if they wanted to, yeah. you know, and have a look around, look at the samples. Jamie, thank you for telling the Pinnacle story. That's all
0: right. Mate. That's just the first part of this podcast because yeah. we're now going to talk about the world of yeah. a football dad.
2: Here at Pinnacle UK, we specialise in workwear and teamwear, providing a comprehensive printing and embroidered clothing service. As one of the leading companies in the industry, our facility contains the best machinery in the business carrying out all printing and embroidery in-house for a quick turnaround and for quality control purposes. We are a family-run business who have been established for over 13 years and are constantly growing year on year. We are proud to supply all types of uniforms and workwear to local and national businesses and teamwear to clubs across the whole of the UK. We stock all the latest brands which you will find on our website or we are more than happy to meet with you face to face with samples from our suppliers so you can see the garments firsthand before making any decisions. We are committed to doing business in a way that puts our relationships with people first. So if you have any inquiries and you think Pinnacle UK would be able to help you, drop us an email at sales at pinnacleuk.com or give us a call on 01903 215 872 as we would love to talk to you.
0: So let's, let's talk about what's happening with your boys right now.
1: Okay, uh, so, yeah, both the boys in the Brighton Academy at the moment. Um, Bailey's now, he's 14. He's now in the under-16s, so he's playing up because Brighton don't actually have an under fifteen, so they have an under 15 16s combined, so he's, 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 work, he's playing there, under-16s. And then Brook's in the under-10s. brooke has been there since he was, like, six years of age, so he was in the pre-Academy before getting signed at under-9s because they can't actually sign a player to his under-9s. Bailey, bless him. He's had a serious journey. So he first went into Brighton at under 11s um, as a trial. He did really well. They extended it to about eight weeks. It got to the end and they said that, they felt he wasn't quite ready. So re- they released him. And that was really hard for me. and It was really upsetting. Um, and I remember going into the room and they just said, um, Bailey, you know, you haven't quite made it. And you could see his eyes getting redder and redder and he held it together and then we got back into the car and he just burst into yeah. tears. And it took a long time for me to get it, build up his confidence again, you know, going back into grassroots football. He just wasn't the same player, yeah. but he did. He pushed on. He did really well. And then he went in again at under 13. So just before that, Crystal Palace had come in and said, Jamie would like Bailey to come up there. And I was like, well, I don't really fancy doing the travelling stuff at Beckenham. So he went in there, did six weeks with them and they loved him. They thought, yeah, we want him in, blah, blah, blah. But whilst playing for Crystal Palace, he played against Brighton. Brighton said, oh, we like the number nine. Yeah. And the coach was on the sideline going, this lad was in with us like a few months ago. So they said, we'll have him back in. So they took him back into Brighton. He was there for two weeks and they released him again. I just couldn't believe it. So it literally, brutal, wasn't it? it was brutal. Yeah. It really was. So I know the guys in there because I do business with them and stuff like that. This is, and the, one of them phoned me up and said, look Jamie, let Bailey come in to the elite which is just the one below because yeah. it's all the pathway football now yeah, isn't it yeah, yeah. into the academy and I said okay no problem so we went in there they built up his confidence and then he played a game against the, uh, the elite against the academy he, and he, so he played against academy he had a fantastic game within the first two minutes he's picked the ball up from, yeah. from I don't know in his own half he's driven all the ball all the way through banged in the bottom of the net and then he scored a second he's done an assist on another one he's had a fantastic game my phone was going mad that night i said look we need him back in the academy and i just said to him you've got to sign him i said i can't bring him in for another six week trial for you to turn around and say no he's not going to be good enough and they said it's not the way it works i said i know but you know what he's about and they said no we need him to do the trial so i said to bailey i said look it's up to you mate Mm-hmm. And he was like, I want to do it, Dad. So we, he, we went in, he did his six weeks, and he got signed. And that was, that was when he was like under, under 14. So he, he, he saw out the season with under 14s, yeah. did really well. And then they extended it for two years, and he's now in with the under 16s. When you,
0: when you look at the safeguarding issue... Right, so, yeah. so you're dealing with you're dealing with the emotional well-being of a child. Yeah, you know, yeah, that. exactly so, that. So, so, so I you mean, deal, don't get me wrong,
1: Brighton are brilliant. No, no, listen, all
0: the clubs. I, I, I've I've been involved in that yeah. at a much lower level at Fulham. So, so you talk about the elite. So, so I was I used to coach uh, squads for Fulham in Hamilton and Fulham. Okay. so it was like the best of the community teams. So yeah, we would yeah. so we would take them and we would put them into local leagues, and then you would you would sort of you'd filter them, and you'd end That's up it. with some really good ones, and they were like pre development so so we'd send them to the development centres, which is your pathway to the academy. Yeah. and you know, and managing that was tough. You yeah. know, and managing that was tough, and you could see the you know you can see the 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 hopes and the dreams and the expectations but the 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 harsh reality of it is that such a small percentage of any of those kids in academy football right now up and down the country will play a minute of professional football yeah and it is no, just and it is giving and it's giving that, that education at the right level but but do you know what fair play to the boy fair play to him
1: yeah i mean he yeah i'm so um proud of him you should be. i mean yeah.
0: it, it, you can feel it just in your voice you know yeah. i mean, I mean I,
1: I, i'm actually getting quite Choked up about it anyway. But, but so yeah,
0: but 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 that, that's but again that, that that's part of being a parent and, and mm. that's part of where you are. But there's yeah. there's, there's pride, there's emotion, mm. there's there's fear as well because you, you know you want them to do well. Yeah, Don't I you? mean
1: he is an amazing kid. I mean um, away from football, he actually does his athletics as well. And he recently did the Nationals up in Birmingham. So we do that as well. We run around there. And he did the 200 metres and he came away with gold in that. He represented Sussex. A quickie do it? Well, this is the thing, this is the best thing about it. He did it in 22.56. Right. He's, for his age group, he's actually the fastest kid in the UK. Really? Yeah. No joke. If you look on the Power 10, which is one of the British Athletics websites, he's on there. Right, we Smith. believe you. I mean, yeah. like, if
0: he's got that pace and if he has technical mm. ability, there's got yeah. to be a chance somewhere, isn't there?
1: Well, <laughs> see, the technical side probably lets him down a little bit. And that's probably where he's sort of in and out. Yeah. Um, but since he's been in, uh, the coaches have been like massively... Um, pleased with him yeah. with his progress and stuff like that, so yeah, really, really chuffed of him.
0: So, so we've, spoke, we've spoken about it because you know, there, there's and I love it when there's a Fulham link, there's quite a Fulham link to academy there, isn't there, as well? Because Sidders is there, isn't he? Yes, right? right.
1: yes, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. So, his coach is a Ben Smith, and he's had a bit of a journey in football. He was up at Arsenal as a youth player, um, didn't quite make first team, then I think he went uh, to Reading, played one game there. And then I think he then just sort of come down the leagues, mm-hmm. played Yeovil and Shrewsbury and a few mm-hmm. others and stuff like that. And he's a great guy. He's actually written a book called The Journeyman. Look it up; it is very good. Um, and then, yeah, and then Steve Sidwell was his other coach. It's just like really, yeah. <laughs> it's just mental. The ginger really, Ester. That's what he's singing Yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah how, many, how many years was he at Fulham
0: then? About three, three years. Three years. Mate. Real favourite with the crowd. Real favourite yeah, with yeah. the crowd.
1: And he comes over really down to earth when he's on telly and stuff. Do you know what? He's such a nice guy. And that's the good thing about Brighton. You know, the kids are. They Walk around and they, they shake the hands of all the, the first team players and stuff like that. And right. they, they will, you know, come in reception, they shake their parents' hands and things like that. I mean, Bailey, my eldest, he's living the dream.
0: There's a, there's a, there's a young boy who, a uh, young boy, young lad, who was in uh, the year below my son, uh, Chaley, who's played for Brighton the other day in the oh, cup. Okay. He came off the, I think he played, I think he started actually. Right. Um, he played, so, uh, you know, they, they, they do oh, bring him through, don't they? It,
1: they do, yeah. yeah. They, yeah well, Lewis Dunks, the one, he's yeah. gone through the academy and he's playing and stuff like that, isn't he? So, yeah, I know. Tony Birch is local
0: as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that, again, you know, you know, we're very lucky as well. You sound about being local. Bailey is three minutes down the road. Yeah. So, yes, we're busy. Yes, i am having an away game, stuff like that. Yes, I'm at the training ground seven days a week. But the good thing is, I'm local. <laughs> always be a talk, lot let's worse. Let's talk about the
0: two boys. Let's talk about the impact this football has on their education. Uh, you know, what, what's, the, what's the week like for them?
1: Okay, well, Brook's obviously still very young anyway, so he would train three times a week and then he'd play his game on a Sunday. So his is fine, he just goes to school, you know, as he normally would. So
0: he's like any junior footballer with probably two more intense training sessions and a more competitive match.
1: Exactly that, yeah, 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 and massively spoilt. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so his his training facility is insane. So And then Bailey, he's now doing day release, so he does Tuesday, Thursdays, and that is, I will take him there. Um, about half eight, and then he and then Fliss would pick him up around about five o'clock. So whatever lessons he misses at school, he will take them at the. He will do them at the training ground. How's so go amazing! It's like one to one. Yeah. So if anything, he's going to benefit from it, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, and then going forward for next year, you know, which we would know November next year. That's when that's that's the big decision, you know. If, if he's going to get a scholarship, he gets scholarship. That's basically nine to five job with your education on the side, doing your A-levels and stuff like that, whilst whilst getting paid as well, which is incredible.
0: Fantastic. And you know, you we've spoken before and like you get to meet meet the odd celebrity, mate, don't you? You know, you're casually at the side the you casually decide of a pitch and you're bumping into Mr. Redknapp you told me, didn't
1: you? I did, yeah, Brooke was away way to Chelsea. Yeah, um, as you do. And um yeah. yeah, so yeah, bumped into Jamie Redknapp yeah. But he's like as he's I said, yeah, so t- Jamie, He'd always polo shirts uh, and yeah. for yeah. Jones runs, yeah, Well I did try and sell him yeah. a few, but he wasn't having anything really. But um but he's not like me and you. Yeah. He's, he's just a dad, he's a dad. Yeah. You know, um and he you know, he doesn't want to be bombarded with people mm. trying to jump on him and get a selfie and stuff like that, as I said to you before, he just wants to. Stand there and watch his kid play football.
0: I, I remember when my, my brother Henry was playing football, it was football at Rugby at the time, and um he's playing I can't remember his, I don't remember what tournament it was, yeah, but yeah, yeah. he was up against Rufus Brevett, he was like a hero of mine at Fulham, like a real cult hero, like dread dreadlock, funky dread left back, yeah. competitive. Like like a like a Danny Rose of, a, of an era <laughs> okay. gone by, you know, Rufus was. And they were playing against each other, and, and you know, I just said that, you know, I, I don't, don't want to do you nothing, mate, but I'm a huge Fulham fan right. and I know this guy, that guy, and he's like, oh man. And, and we spoke for like the whole tournament, you know, Yeah. and I just was like, you know, just like, and, it, and I wasn't sort of, it was, it was just like, wow, you're down to earth, but like, you know, I've got so many memories of, of, yeah. of you as a player Yeah.
1: Um.
0: And, and you do see that, but but they are, they are real people yeah, and, they are, uh, yeah. and their children yeah. will laugh, cry, get upset, fall over, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, they H- do. Henry also, when, um, you know, in other spring rugby in particular and, um, and some of the swimming and stuff he was very competitive with uh, Daley Thompson's boy Alex they oh, right, used to okay. uh, they were the same age you know different schools yeah. uh, he was Brighton College having was beads and they were yeah. you know both sort of key players in different teams so, so they used to battle it out in different things yeah. and stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. that so that was always uh, that was always interesting but, but it doesn't matter how how, 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 I mean, for me, I remember being, being a dad. It do not matter how early I had to get up, how far I had to drive, mm-hmm. how much it cost, what I had yeah. to
1: do, yeah, I would do it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah you, and do, you, I would you, you do yeah, it, yeah, different for your kids, you know. I mean, that's why. I work as hard as I can because, as I spoke to you only recently, and it's like at the moment we're trying to get Brooke into Ardenai College because where he is quite talented in his football, he's, he's actually very, very intelligent as well, and he's extremely good at maths. You know, we're we'll getting. I mean, he
0: sounds like a Frank Lampard at the moment. He's
1: he's a really annoying kid actually. Yeah, yeah he's a good. He's good at everything yeah. sort of thing. But um, but yeah, so you know, hopefully we'll get him into there as well.
0: Well, good, good you luck. You know, but army. it
1: means more travelling. But yeah. you do it, don't you?
0: How many hours do you think you put into your foot, to their football a the week? To their football, bloody hell! Um I don't
1: know. You think twenty, thirty? It must be up twenty hours, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so let's e- say, easy, let's easy say really. I
0: reckon it's about thirty.
1: Right. So yeah, because we're saying there. If I just said to you, if I go away, so I leave the house at eight, and then I don't come back to four. That's that's all day going there, isn't it? So really? so, you're so, running, so you're running
0: a business with fourteen staff. Payday's coming. You know, yeah. it's, it's that it's that it's that uneasy feeling that we yeah. all get as business owners. You've got 30 hours of parenting and football, football parenting to do. Yep. You're doing the highs and lows and that. You've still got a smile on your face, mate. Jamie, that is fantastic, mate. Yeah, no, What, percent, what, what a lovely story to share. Yeah, and thank uh, you. do you know what? The emotion was quite humbling to see, to see how proud you are about the boys. Mm. And uh, they should know what a good old man they got, mate. That's that was nice a lovely one. part of the show.
2: Line Pixel is a web design company based in West Sussex, We have been providing WordPress websites for small businesses, community groups and charities throughout the UK for 10 years. We specialise in helping start-up businesses gain an online presence with our popular Light Sites website package. For more information, please visit our website www.linepixel.co.uk.
0: Everyone who's listened to any episode of the Foy Jones show will know my favourite part is the Foy Jones penalty shootout. It doesn't right. involve a ball, you can't win, you can't lose, it's just a load of fun. But like in a shootout, we are going to ask yeah. you five football-related questions, Jamie. Right, OK. Are you ready? Yes, go on then. OK. Question number one, or penalty number one, past or present, who is your favourite footballer and why?
1: <laughs> Um, my favourite footballer was probably from the 1980s, 88, was probably Mark Hughes from Man United. Sparky! Sparky. Ex-Fuller manager, nice little Fulham link in there. Well, I thought that's what I put in there. But no, I'll tell you why, it's because my dad actually took me to my first ever game of football, and it was away to Liverpool, so I went to Anfield, and uh, he knew someone who actually worked at the ground, and we went then went down and met all the players, met him as well, and since then he's always kind of been my favourite player. But I also met all the Liverpool legends as well, like Ian Russ, John Barnes. I think Kenny Dougleese was playing manager at the time. I met him. Um, and he was a "Yeah, Mulby, I think you mentioned him earlier, actually. I oh, just said he had more pace than yeah, me. Mate. Yeah, yeah. All, so, yeah. So, they were all there. was
0: looking vacant. <laughs> I right. but, yeah. but,
1: yeah. And, uh, and it was, yeah, it was brilliant. So, yeah. From then, I just sort of... Uh, so, yeah, so Mark Hughes, favourite player. Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
0: Now we're going to talk about um, what we all go to football for. It's that moment that VAR is trying to take away because it right. is trying to take it away. It's that moment when the ball hits the back of the net. Yeah.
1: What's the best goal you have ever seen? I would say it's probably um, for me Wayne Rooney, um, his bicycle kick in the uh, against Man City. I think it was. Yeah, and they went on to win that. I believe two one. So that was probably the best goal I've ever seen in school. OK,
0: so For me. Wayne Rooney, best goal, Mark Hughes, yeah. best player. got kind of similarities in their game at times, were not there? A, <laughs> yeah. it, it really so was. OK, so so let, let's look at, let's look at the, the, the Premier League right now. Um, penalty number three, only can pick one team. Who do you think will be holding the Premier League title up come May?
1: Um, I spoke to Canon about this, actually. Um, I, I'll tell you who I'd like to win. That would be Liverpool. I can't see obviously Man United, who I do follow, and I can't obviously Brighton um, as well. But um, yeah, I can, yeah, I'd like to see Liverpool definitely. If they the, last season, what did they finish on? Ninety-seven points, and they didn't actually win the league. It's it's. I mean, they consoled
0: lud- themselves with the Champions
1: League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Though, but I'd, yeah, I'd like to see Liverpool. I think Liverpool win it. Question
0: number four, and we're going to take you back to your playing days, Jamie. <laughs> Here you are. You're a youngster. He's playing right wing. I will call you inside right you know number yeah, yeah. seven a real number seven I was seven yeah in, inside right you know so you're seven. nipping in and out um, what describe for our listeners the best goal you have scored
1: um, the best goal I've ever scored was probably a game it was in my latter years so I was only playing sort of worthing league football with a bunch of mates and we were playing against Inland Revenue. Um, oh, I hope you battered them. We Sorry. did. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Um, <laughs> well, I got a bit passionate we, there, didn't I? <laughs> it, we it was a cup game, and we had lost. <laughs> I don't think we got many listeners from the Manchester when <laughs> <laughs> <United States laughs> we no no, 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 we were alright no, That's fine But yeah, we were. It was a cup game. We had lost to them, home and away, in the league. And um,
0: it's I, like I remember met
1: police, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I remember it was a throw in. The guys thrown it in. I've just basically brought it down. I've shifted the ball and I've just smashed it, you know, and it's hit the top right corner. And uh, I think we, and the most annoying thing is that made it 2-0 and we thought, well, home and dry cup game. And then we actually, they scored two goals in the last minute to make it 2-2, went into extra time and lost on... Uh, lo- lost an extra time you can
0: never beat the tax man mate, it's so annoying you. Though. You it's, it's just man.
1: taking the total shine off that goal I've just scored <laughs> yeah you
0: can't beat the tax man <laughs> yeah. okay so I've changed the script I've got a new question file for you this is because of recent events this week yeah. this episode's going out a little bit later so who knows how this will play out Right. but right now I'm going to ask you a question and I'm going to upset the red half of Manchester right I'm going to upset them I don't care okay, okay? if you had a gun at your head Jamie And you had to make a decision, and I said, on this side of the table, I have Oli at the wheel. When Oli is at the wheel, you know, (laughs) how good does it feel? Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, babyface assassin is sitting there. And I have Maurizio Pochaccino sitting here, who's got a little bit of time on his hands. Right. For the next game, and for the rest of the season, you could have one or the other. Who would you put in charge of Manchester United? I'd probably stick with Oli. Stick with Oli. Yeah. There you go. All right. Why? (laughs)
1: Uh, just because he's ex-Manu as well, isn't he? And uh, yeah, I love him. No, it, okay. Yeah. okay. And he scored the winning goal yeah. in the Champions League that time. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, because, because
0: I have zero emotional attachment. Yeah. Uh, and if I was asked that question, I would put Pochettino in there. Yeah. And I think I think mean, he's an amazing coach. I think mean, he's an amazing yeah. manager. Something has not been right this season because you can't go from where they were yeah. to where they are now. You know, the, the, it's, it's surreal, isn't it? He's lost his job and, you know, I'm looking at all the clubs he's linked with. I mean, that's not a bad position to be in no, you know, no, no, in no, terms no. of where it is. So, so let's summarise the penalty shootout and bring it to close. I'm going to say you've scored all five, mate. It's, a, Thank it's you. a landslide win. Your favourite player is Mark Hughes. Wayne Rooney's bicycle kick is the best goal. Yeah. You fancy Liverpool, which is unusual for a Man United supporter to say to, to, well, win, to win the Premier League. Yeah. You go against the Inland Revenue, and the, all of our listeners are cheering, mate. The goal against the Inland Revenue is your best goal. Yeah. And you're going to stick with Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, baby-faced assassin. Yeah, absolutely. That's the end of the four Jones Penalty Shootout. Jamie, this has been one of my most enjoyable episodes, mate. You, you've shared some emotion talking about your, your son's sort of football journey. Um, it's not an easy life having two, two lads that are playing football to a high standard because it puts demands on them, it puts demands on you, and it puts demands on a family. And yeah. I know that from from from, from the inside looking yeah, out and the outside looking in. Um, you're doing that with a business which is growing with 14 staff, offering a brilliant service with sportswear club wear work wear you have absolutely transformed the Foyne Jones brand you know you've made a difference to us in terms of what we wear and how we look and sort of the the perception people have of us you know and that's part of what you've done um, just want to give you a chance to close the show out Jamie, is there anything you want to say about your business and, and what you do and how people get in touch with you?
1: Well yeah, I'd love for if there's any businesses out there who want to get in contact with me if, if they need workwear, corporate clothing, you know, or if any clubs require kit or equipment, you know get in contact with us, we're um, a family run business so we're very friendly, honest, um, as you said before we know our products so um, and then um, we would never let anything sort of go out the door unless we're 100% happy with it ourselves. We can offer some great deals we can offer some great discounts um, um and i'm always happy to come and see people show them samples um so that you know if, if they do buy clothes of us they're getting the stuff they actually want so yeah please give us a try
0: well we're going to make sure people know how to get in touch with thank you. thank you all right we're going to link your website we'll link your details on all of our updates pre this episode going out and after this episode going out um, it's kind of for me, it's the little things you do that make a difference. And, okay. you know, you you provided some four Jones jungs baby wear for when when, <laughs> when teach, one of our members yeah. of staff had their first son, you know, their yeah. first child and, and that, that was genius. We have got um one, this is this is a story actually worth sharing. Um, cool. Jamie is the guilty party for the infamous Foyn Jones Christmas Jumper it went yeah. all over the country last year we yeah. had our clients big and small wearing them um, and I wasn't going to place the order this is a true story I was I mean I didn't really like the designs I weren't sure <laughs> I was yeah you know, I was in my normal no, I don't know And Jamie went, leave it with me I've got something for you I'll send you something so so the Foyn Jones jumper turns in from a traditional Christmas jumper into Rudolph in a Fulham scarf with the Foyn Jones logo we went in, yeah. And you've brought this season's Boy and Jones jumpers with you today, haven't you? I have, in, I
1: have indeed. Yeah, I've got a few extras there for you for the rest of the staff and your newcomers as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, there you go. There's some more <laughs> surprises there. It's the little touches like that that make your business stand out and that make you so special. Callum, what a guest! Brilliant, episode. what a guest. <laughs> Callum was a fan anyway because because his dad's part of the clique. You know, his, oh, dad, okay. his, dad, his dad's part of the worthy clique. But no. you, you know, for me, it's, it's really interesting because I managed to get Fulham into it. We, talk, we spoke about a completely different business to what we normally speak about. Yeah. you know, But a business that's so, so much part of the Foyne Jones identity, it's been great, great to share. Thank you. Jamie, thank you very much no, for coming for in. This is the Foyne Jones Show, Football Dad featuring Jamie Smith. So that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about Foyne Jones by visiting our website or connecting with me on LinkedIn. We are Foyne Jones. This is what we do.